Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. I am your host, Bodhi, and hey, this podcast is coming out a little bit early this week, and that is because it's Thanksgiving weekend in the United States, which means nobody works on Thursdays or Fridays, except for me, because I have to work both Thursday and Friday. I got my my drink here. It is 1124 at night, and I've got a little bourbon and Coke because uh, it's been a really busy day. Take a nice long drink of that. I just got done finishing. I got. I just got done finishing. I just finished my last my other podcast, Oblivious, where I review things. I talk about um, hoopla. If you want to go over and listen to that, I'll leave the information in the show notes. But yeah, what else is new? Man, I can't remember. Um, I have a new sticker pack, and I'll leave the information. You know, I'll just tell you now, um, if you go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, forward slash 918 thanks, I have my Thanksgiving stickers out if you own an iOS device, 99 cents. I use all the money to help, um, and it's not a lot, it's tens of dollars a month, but I use the money to help offset the cost of podcast hosting and paying for Adobe uh, software. So if you want some... Thanksgiving stickers, uh, go check it out. And if you don't, that's cool too. And if you can't afford it, or if you just don't think it's worth paying for, send me an email or a direct message on Twitter, and I will send you some free promo codes. And yeah, so this is going to be hopefully shorter. I'm going to take a um, kind of a tech news today approach to this and see how it goes, because What's happening is as I get more comfortable doing this podcast, I'm noticing that there are more and more things that I would like to comment on. Unfortunately, there's not enough time for me to do the appropriate amount of research. And even then, the things that I do research on, I probably do half-assedly. But so I thought maybe I would start um, like Daily Tech. Wait, is it Daily Tech News Show? Yeah. I think that's what it is with Tom Merritt. He does headlines and he does the stories. So I think I'm going to just this episode, see how it feels, copy him. And yeah, so let's go to Instapaper. 
and I will go through the headlines first. He has music. Um, VW to invest $3.7 billion into Electric Future. They cut 23,000 jobs. And um, the, they do that because they're going to be making electric vehicles more efficiently. Now, to my knowledge, and, you know, this is uh, limited knowledge, Volkswagen has yet... Um, produced electric vehicles at large scale and if they did I would know about it because I'm a fan of a Volkswagen and also um, I would consider buying one so I don't it seems a little premature to cut so many jobs but I don't know I'm not a uh, an executive so maybe it's not so we got that one the 2017 Ford Focus is 115 miles of range uh, for $29,120. Ugh, that's disgusting. Ford, you need to focus on getting better range. For that much money, it should be over 200 So, and I like the Ford Focus. I think it's a neat car. I've looked into buying it before, but for $35,000 and like 104 miles, I think is what it was, or 80-some miles, it was too much money. Uh, hackers show how to steal a Tesla with a hack um, that really has nothing to do with Tesla. It's a, This headline's a little disingenuous, uh, or the, the claim is a little disingenuous. It actually has more to do with Android, and that feature, or I guess that bug, has been fixed. So, uh, Tesla owners in Russia, and we have a few listeners in Russia, build their own service center since Tesla's not currently in the country there's approximately 300 tesla owners in russia um i think that's awesome um where is it these things these are the things that make tesla i mean the the pictures look great uh looks like a very happening place but these are the things that you should be doing it's in moscow looks like these are the things people should be doing if they want electric vehicles and it's important to them. They're building their own service center. That's great. I don't know if it's a co-op or an actual business, but 300 cars, it probably doesn't make a lot of money. Um, some guy in Morgan Stanley said that the Tesla will not arrive and Tesla Model 3 will not arrive till the very end of 2018. My guess, and it might not be a lot, but my guess is... There might be a, there's going to be a handful of cars at the end of 2017 because Elon Musk has made promises before and those deadlines have slipped. So my guess is he's going to make sure that there's a certain amount of cars available for launch at the end. It might even be the last day of 2017. And then as 2017 rolls on, it's going to be small batches at first, but eventually they will get up to... Um, full production, but I don't, Tesla right now is working very hard at getting this Model 3, uh, getting all the infrastructure in place so that they can start at full-scale production, which is really important because they really need to make the money. They're investing a lot of money in this infrastructure, but they need to get their money back out of it. So Tesla is aiming to hold a Model 3 unveil Part 3 in three to four months. Makes sense. 
there's still a lot about the car that we don't know and nothing I don't know if pencils are down on this I don't know if it's uh, I don't I honestly don't know if the design is finalized yet um, I can't imagine because they're still got another six months uh, based on uh, new technology based on different suppliers and based on the fact that there's still six months to go and they might figure out that okay well this isn't the best way to do it so maybe this is pencils shouldn't be down yet I don't think I mean there should be a really good sketch but pencils shouldn't be down uh, Volkswagen CEO says they're building a battery factory to support electric cars um, now it makes sense after the diesel uh, <laughs> Diesel cheating scandal. Now that makes sense all of a sudden. Um, they plan to build two to three million electric cars and unveil 30 new models by 2025. And again, this is this is across all of their lines, VW, Audi, Porsche. And again, I'm on board with this. I don't hate Volkswagen. I, I am a big fan of Volkswagen. And the more, the merrier in the electric world. Um, and hopefully, like I said, I own two. I think two in my lifetime and I would I would definitely buy more if there was a fully electric vehicle that was like the size of a Passat I'd be totally fine with that and it didn't cost too much money uh, what else here moving that uh, Tesla's launch, Tesla launches Drive to Believe, which basically they invite you to swap your model, your car for a Model S for a week. This is a, in European markets for all of our European friends out there. Uh, it's not happening in the U.S. And yeah, and there's still a, there's a green car reports that says Tesla's own numbers show autopilot is has a higher crash rate than humans. Um. I think I talked about this last month, I, or not last month, last episode, and I haven't had time to actually look, sit down and look at the numbers, but I'd like to delve into that further. So yeah, so that is all of the headlines, and let's move into our stories. Let me go over here, get a drink. Starting to loosen up a little bit. Great. All right. Start at the beginning. Uh, this is from Inside EVs, and the person who wrote it is Spark EV, whoever that is. Uh, Tesla released a self-driving uh, demo video, and it's pretty cool. It shows the the real world, the car itself, and then it, or the um, inside of the car from the driver's perspective, and then it shows what the Tesla hardware sees. Now, I don't know if this is Tesla hardware one or Tesla hardware two. I'm going to assume that it's two since the latest, um, the short, the, it's not too long of a video, but it shows him, um, driving down windy streets. Um, there it stops at the windy surface streets, um, somewhere around, it looks like, uh, Fremont. Um, the car stops at stop signs, and, and the person just lets the car go. It's fully autonomous. He's not doesn't have his uh, foot on the gas. He doesn't have his foot on the brake. I don't think the car, I looked, 
and I don't think the car gets up over 25 miles an hour. Uh, but it's it's pretty cool technology. Um, when it, while it's driving around the windy roads, it identifies cars, it identifies uh, railings so that you don't fall off the side of a cliff. Um, like I said, it stops at stop signs. At one point, it stopped. The car stopped at a stop sign and it left probably one space in between the car in front of it. And it started to go forward and a bike came from the right um, of the Tesla. And the Tesla stopped, recognizing that there's a person on a bike. Um, also, there are some people walking on the side of the road and the car kind of stops and then moves to the to the left to go around them. And it's driving in light fog. Um, it's videos about three minutes long and it's pretty cool. It's, it's a neat to see. They sped it up um, probably by twice the speed. So I'd like to see kind of see because everything moved so fast as far as what the Tesla's seen and the, the front camera and the rear camera and stuff like that. I'd kind of like to see that at regular speed to know kind of exactly what it's looking for. It's kind of hard to see where it was identifying, but maybe they did all that stuff on purpose. Who knows? Let's see here. Oh, we don't care about GM's leasing program. Archive that. Next story. This is from Fred Lambert of Electric. The island of Tau, T-A-U, in America, Samoa, um, previously to this article, it burned over 100,000 gallons of diesel fuel a, a year, and that was to provide its 600 residents with electricity. Uh, Tesla slash Solar City got together. Um, they started this before the merger was complete. And they deployed a 1.4 megawatt solar array on the island with uh, 60 power pack battery ins uh, installation. And they're not quite 100% off of the um, diesel fuel, but the diesel is more of a backup at this point. The battery can store three days, the battery array can store three days worth of power uh, for the whole island. So if something happens and... Uh, Storms come in, they have three days worth of power before they need to kick in to um, any sort of diesel energy. Some of the problems uh, is that sometimes it would be a very long time before a ship can come and deliver those kind of supplies, like the diesel and some other things. And it was a significant cost to get it to the island in the first place. So um, this allows the, the residents to go longer and have more sustainability as far as electricity goes and more reliable electricity um, rather than, you know, it's like, oh, well, it's going to be three months before we get a ship and we're already out of fuel. Hooray. So there's a video. Um, I'll put that in the show notes, but it really doesn't show anything that I didn't just say. Uh, the next one is Electric uh, Fred Lambert, a right-wing uh, right propagandist group, launched a campaign called Stop Elon from Failing Again. The goal is to stop Elon Musk from def uh, defrauding the government. Um, it turns out this is funded by uh, fossil fuel interests. So let's take a look at the article here. 
because it's pretty interesting. And you know what? There's a lot that's going around currently that's not 100% true about the Elon Musk's, Musk's companies. Like, they've taken loans, and that's true from the government, but they paid them back. Um, SpaceX, I don't know, you know, as much as I do about Tesla with SpaceX, but from what I understand, SpaceX actually has um, contracts with NASA and other government agencies. So, yes they're being subsidized in that they're being paid to do a job or paid to do research so that they can eventually do a job. So I don't know. That's not really fair um, analysis. Um, but apparently they think Ameri he's defrauding American taxpayers through his companies. Um, the effort, this is, I'm reading from the article now, the effort is backed by conservative public relations by conservative public relations specialists and Trump insiders that are funded by fossil fuel interests. Unsurprisingly, it's full of misinformation about Tesla, electronic vehicles, and, and solar. Electric, not electronic. Um, <clears throat> going down here... They, <laughs> this group is against big energy. Um... Man, I don't even know how you how you could consider Solar City and other solar industry as big energy at this point because they're not even a gnat in the uh, the world of energy. But um, they only attack the solar industry because they receive tax breaks, um, which was the whole point of having the tax breaks was that the solar energy they wanted. The government wanted more solar, more alternative energy. So uh, that's kind of funny that they have that in there. And then they start talking about how they have targeted federal, uh, federal subsidies. So electric, they just threw in this little graph here. Oil and gas receives $446 billion, almost $447 billion between uh, 1918 and 2000. In subsidies, um, nuclear has received 185 billion in subsidies from 1947 to 1999. Biofuels has received 32 billion dollars since 1980 to 2009, and the renewables, which includes wind and solar, and I'm guessing hydro, has received 5.93 billion between 1994 and 2009. So, all in all, uh, this whole thing has been kind of blown out of proportion. A lot of this information has been debunked, and I'll put a link if you want to read it in the show notes. Um, this person, uh, I think her name is Laura Ingerham. Ingerham. Let me find it here. Yeah. Uh, Laura Ingram. She is up for some cabinet position for Trump here. White House press secretary. I don't know if that's a cabinet position or not. Um, but yeah, it seems very poorly planned because all these things are easy enough to um, prove that they're wrong. And then on top of that, you have like Elon Musk saying, he said this at the at the 
um, merger meeting between Solar City and Tesla right before the vote, he said um, he wishes that the government would just do away with the, the the federal income tax program because in some cases like California, which offers twenty five hundred dollars, their customers make more money, um, and you have to be you know sort of well off to afford a Tesla. The te- their customers make more money and don't qualify for that that uh, incentive tax incentive. So basically, what um, in a very big nutshell or a very broad in a very broad way, because I don't understand how all of this stuff works. This is how I understand it. Tesla receives a certain amount of credits, and they get they basically because they only make electric cars. They get fifty percent of what those cre- the value of those credits. If Ford does an electric car or Chevy does an electric car, even if they're only doing and right now it looks like uh, Chevy's only going to do about thirty thousand volt bolts for two thousand seventeen, which I don't under- quite understand how one car of the year and it's two thousand. It car's not even out yet. How do you know if it's car of the year? It might fall apart in fifteen, like any car, even if it was a Tesla at one car of the year and it's not even out. Um, that seems a little ridiculous to me. Anyway, so the Chevy. Take another drink here, and I'll be quiet. Not be quiet. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, I won't rattle my ice in your ear. Anyway, basically, the Chevy Bolt releasing thirty thousand cars, and then they get to use those credits for their SUVs and other. Um, vehicles that burn a lot of gas. So, and I'm I'm not here to demonize internal combustion engines or the way that people do things. These businesses do things as long as they're legal. But if you are a group and you're pointing your finger at a company that's trying to um make the world a better place in terms of clean energy and sustainable energy, um you had probably better make sure that you know there's no skeletons in your closet because it's it's easy enough to dig up just like the little thing that Fred Lambert put in his article about how much money these companies have gotten which you know the oil and gas companies you know it was a what was that a 90 year so we're looking at like 50 billion dollars a year on average for 90 years did I do that math right? Let's see here. Calculator? No. Five billion a year. Four hundred forty-six divided by energy equals yeah, five billion dollars a year. So it's right about what renewables has has is been receiving for fifteen years. So the renewables. Let's see what that is. Calculator. That is fifty-five billion divided by fifteen. So we are looking at thirty-nine million dollars a year in subsidies, which is nothing. And to be honest, five billion dollars a year for the government in subsidies isn't that much either. So I don't know why. Uh, 
other than maybe they're they're worried about what the Elon Musk is doing, but I, I don't know. It seems it's petty and stupid is really what it comes down to. And the next one, where is the next one? Did I talk about the, I didn't, I skipped over one. Okay. So this is electric James Dow. This kind of goes hand in hand with the last article. A Barstow supercharger was vandalized. Now, if you don't know where Barstow is, it's in between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Barstow, which I'm sure they have lovely people there, is not the greatest. Like, I don't like stopping at Barstow in the middle of the night. Um, it's not a good feeling. Um, I've got, I've been there several times in the middle of the night. It's not great. I don't like it. But in the daytime, I feel perfectly fine. But apparently there's a supercharger there. It's about halfway between Las Vegas and L.A. It's critical for Tesla. It was offline for a little bit and um, being that it was being repaired. And they thought it would be re repaired, uh, being repaired. Man, hold on. They thought it would be under repair for about 30 days, but they got it up and running in a few days. So it must not have been as serious as they thought. Um, but here's the thing. I read another article, and I can't remember where it was, but it, it was like, these guys were professional. They weren't just like meth heads coming in and, and causing destruct, destruction. Well, um, you know what? There there are people out there who who almost professionally steal copper. So they took some circuits. They took some other things. There are some pictures there. I didn't get to see exactly what it was they took. Um, let me see. There's some pictures. Let me look. Okay, here's what uh, one person that was there saw. They broke the locked handles on two separate on two separate on the high voltage distribution boxes. Unbolted the covers inside uh, that distributed power to every supercharger. They cut the electrical supply uh, wires to every supercharger with commercial grade tools. I don't know how they know that they used commercial grade tools. Uh, other than they said they were big cables, and all the circuit breakers removed. Now, this could be an act of, um, you know, people like that conservative group that I was telling you about, which I've heard bantered, uh, talked about on the internet, a conspiracy theory. But in reality, um, it's more than likely um, people just trying to cause problems but not causing too much problems, or... Um, people trying to steal copper. Maybe they got caught before they could do it. Uh, not too far away from the station that I work at, they tried to steal the copper. They tried to rip this big transformer out of the ground. Huge. And it caused a flash that some people said went 100 feet plus up in the air. And they described it as like this nuclear flash. Now I wasn't on duty that day, but I went back. And on the side of the building where this big transformer was because these guys obviously didn't they didn't get away with the transformer because they didn't do everything right there was a big um uh, mark on the building where the electrical arc had scarred the building and the power to the building was out for a couple of days and uh apparently there was somebody standing somewhat close to the big transformer because there was a big pile of vomit uh, right next to it so they tried to steal this with somebody else. It looks like they 
took a truck, wrapped it with a chain, and then tried to pull it out. Anyway, that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. Don't screw with electricity, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Um, but it, this could be a very similar situation. There's obviously going to be a lot of co copper wire in between uh, these from where the um, distribution boxes are and where the chargers are. So it, this is a natural target for copper thieves. I don't know if that's what the, I don't know if this is the case, but we go on a lot of calls where people have stolen copper. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those things. And that is all of these stories for today. Um, still managed to go 27 minutes. I was really trying to keep it under 20. Sorry, Siri. Uh, you can email me. Bodie at 918digital.com You can hit me up on Twitter, uh, which is at 918digital. You can call and leave a message, 918-401-0071. And if you'd like, I'll put your message on the show. So far, nobody's done that. If you can leave a review at wherever you get your podcasts, that would be awesome. really helps out the show. And I do another podcast, like I said before, at the beginning of the show where... I just kind of talk about stuff that I like. It's called Oblivious. Um, I'll put the links to the show notes, or you could just go to the where we get your podcast and you search for Oblivious, and it'll say Oblivious by 918 Digital. And that's where you get that. And I have the sticker packs. And for the final time, the sticker pack for the Thanksgiving is bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 918 thanks. T-H-A-N-K-S. And again, if for some reason you just like, you know, I don't want to buy that, but I still want the sticker bag, email me. Get in contact with one of those ways, and I'll get you a free promo code. I'm not greedy. I appreciate everybody listening. And if you're in the United States, have a happy Thanksgiving. If you're not in the United States, have a great week, and I will talk to everybody on Friday. Next Friday. Which would be the first part of December. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.